Hello and welcome to our last Thurless Prayers podcast for 2021. In this festive episode, we give you some last minute gift ideas from some of the wonderful stores that we have here in Thurless. It's important now more than ever that we support local businesses. And a little later in the show, we chat to award-winning chef and proprietor of Runner Bean, Louise O'Connell, as she gives us some tips to cook the perfect turkey and ham, ideas for tasty starters, and perfect side dishes, and my personal favourite, her ideas for the leftovers. But first, let's look at what wonderful gifts are on offer here, right on our doorstep. We visited this week a small selection of the shops that are here in Thurless, and asked for their recommendations on what were the best sellers this Christmas. We started off up in Friar Street in Hummingbird. Hummingbird has a truly amazing selection of clothing, from smart casual outfits that are perfect for Christmas Day to something a little bit more glitzy for that early dinner date. This year, among their best sellers are super dry jackets to keep you warm on those long winter walks. Jumpers too are proven a big seller this Christmas and they have a huge selection to suit every taste from brands such as Soaked, Kathy and Super Dry. Their recommendation for jeans are their range from French Connection. Hummingbird also has some lovely outfit choices for the kids with leggings and coats proving very popular this year. A trip into Helen's also on Friar Street will help you clothe the kids in your house. Popular brands this year are Mera, Levi and Billy Blush. In Helen's you will find a wide range of hats, gloves, scarves and gift items that would be perfect little stocking fillers. If you have a mini fashionista in your life, a trip to Helen's is definitely a must. For the man in your life who is undoubtedly a nightmare to buy for, sorry to all our male listeners, a trip to Morin's is definitely a must. They have a wide range of gift boxes on sale that are perfect for any man. Popular brands this Christmas are Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein. And they also have gift vouchers available in Morin's that are always a welcome gift. For me personally, the gift of a book at Christmas is an essential. Inside Bookworm in Thurless, you will find gifts for everyone in your life. They have a truly fantastic selection of books, from kids' books to adult titles, from classic books to net that never date to the latest bestsellers, from fiction books to books written by people um, on their own life, like our former guest here on the program, Ray Goggins. Uh, his book, Ranger 22, is available. The recommendation from Bookworm for this year, the books that for them are flying out the door and performing well, are Ashling in the City by Emer MacLyset and Sarah Breen. This book is, according to them, one of the best sellers this Christmas. For the kids, the award-winning A Hug For You by David King is a must-buy for any household, and you won't be disappointed if you buy this book. And of course, former tip hurler Paddy Stapleton's book, Up In The Air, is proving a firm favourite, and we can concur with that. If you haven't already bought this book, head to Bookworm now. You won't be sorry. That's just a small selection of the wonderful books on every subject and every topic for every age and every gender that they have available uh, in Bookworm Thurless.
For the kids in your house, don't forget a trip to Stakeland's office supplies. Their extensive toy selection has the latest um, board games and dolls and cars and action figures, as well as a wide range of educational toys. They literally have it all. When we visited them this week, they told us that Lego is selling really fast. With something in the range to suit everybody, you can't really go wrong with Lego. Barbie too is proving a firm favorite. It's hard to believe that Barbie was created in 1959 and is still selling well, decades later. And of course, in terms of board games, and they have a wide selection of board games on offer in Stakelums, the board game 30 Seconds is flying out the door. So a trip to Stakelums is a must to make sure you have that child in your life sorted with a gift to wrap for under the tree. A trip to Boyles on Liberty Square will open you up to a horde of beautiful gifts from mugs that are truly unique and different and candle gift sets to classy pieces of jewellery and handbags and purses and scarves. There really is everything uh, that you could imagine there. You will also find some beautiful John Hanley blankets, which in my opinion are a perfect gift for anyone. In the Mall Curious, you will find also some wonderful gifts. According to them, when we visited this week, a fast selling gift this year are gold necklaces. And they say ear earrings are proving a firm favorite too. They have an amazing selection of some really, truly beautiful earrings in store. And I highly recommend a visit if you haven't already been. Visit any of the pharmacies in our town from perfume, for makeup, for beauty sets, for aftershave. Boots, of course, have some fab number seven gift sets, some soap and glory gift sets that they tell us are selling really, really fast. On the square, you have a huge selection of fantastic chemists that have gift sets galore. So Mars Care Plus Pharmacy, Salmons, Moklers, a visit in there will have your Christmas shopping sorted in a matter of minutes. If you still have shopping to do this Christmas, you don't need to go beyond our wonderful little town here. Shop local this year. It's so important. The money that we give will really help these local businesses. And now we welcome Louise O'Connell. Louise is proprietor of Runner Bean in Stakelands Retail Park near the racecourse. And Louise is going to help us with all those tips and tricks for cooking the perfect Christmas dinner. Louise, welcome. Thanks a million for having me. What can we do ahead of prepare for Christmas? Obviously, food ones. Um, well, firstly, just to say, like, Christmas dinner is obviously one of the most important meals of the year. But it's, it's just like a big Sunday roast. So people get very, you know, wound up about it. And it's, you know, so just if you prepare ahead and just think it's just another Sunday, just a little bit extra. So um, you're not getting, you know, yourself kind of stressed out about it. So what I would say is I would do your ham maybe two to three days in advance. Um, the key is in the prep. OK, so you're not doing everything Christmas morning. So you can do your potatoes and your veg can be prepped the night before and they can be left in water and then just freshen up the water before you cook them the next day or whatever way you're going to cook them. If you're going to roast veg, obviously, 
take them out of the water. Uh, your Christmas cake and your pudding and your mince pies and all that, they'll all be done in advance as well. And if you're doing garlic potatoes, again, they can be done in advance. Um, you can do your desserts can be pre-made as well. So if you're having a pavlova, just make the shell of it. And then the next morning, just whip up your cream and add your fruit. Uh, cheesecakes made, the, made a day before. Trifle made the day before and just add the cream the next day. So make your stuffing uh, again the day before. So the only, like, if you have all that prep done, the only thing you have to really worry about um, the next day is obviously getting your timings right and um, cooking your turkey. Um, is that okay? What starters would we do either before or on the day? Um, so I would always say stay very traditional with your starters. Don't try and reinvent the wheel because if you're trying something for the first time on Christmas morning, inevitably it'll probably go wrong on you. So I would say stick very, very traditional and kind of the, the likes of smoked salmon and cream cheese on brown bread. And even to make that a little bit restauranty, you could make kind of stacks of them, you know, so a slice of brown bread, a bit of cream cheese, um, some smoked salmon, and then start another thin slice of brown bread and just kind of make little stacks. And they could be made the night before and kept in the fridge, just cover them with a bit of... Um, um, a bit of um, cling film, so they don't. So the smell of the salmon doesn't tarnish the rest of the fridge. Um, melon, a very popular one as well. Um, so people, a lot of people would serve melon um, with a bit of smoked salmon or with prawns, either prawn cocktail, very traditional um, French onion soup. Um, for French onion soup, is a kind of a lighter soup because it's a big meal. Maybe a vegetable soup might be a little bit heavy, you know, but the choice is yours. But again, if you do vegetable soup, you can have that pre-prepped. But a French onion soup is a nice light um, soup and it's really tasty with little cheesy croutons. And then you could do a chicken liver pate. And uh, again, that can be bought or you can, you can pre-make it. Okay. Perfect. What are your tips for the turkey and ham? Okay. So the main thing that I would say to you is make sure that you know the weight of your turkey so you can calculate uh, the correct cooking time. So it'd be, it's 20, the kind of rule of thumb is 20 minutes per pound and then 20 minutes over. So whatever your turkey is, if you have a 10 pound turkey, you calculate that and you always give it an extra 20 minutes um, at the end. Based at every 40 minutes, um, so that keeps it nice and moist. And when you're putting it into the oven, you'd always have it covered in foil so it doesn't burn. But I take the, the foil off for the last hour. So that just browns up the turkey and, and um, you know, makes it look um, nice and bronzed. Um, bring the turkey, when the turkey is cooked, and one thing I would say to you um, to check the temperature of the turkey is um, if you have, um, I don't know, am, am I on camera? Can you see me, girls? Um... Can you see me? No, okay. What I have is, is I would just advise, and you can get these in any, you can get them in a lot of shops in town, if you buy a probe and the a turkey should always be, the kind of rule of thumb is kind of 75 degrees and over. So this uh, electric probe will put, you pop it in and it'll tell you the correct, um, the correct temperature because obviously you don't want anybody getting sick. Um, then I would bring the turkey back to, you'd, when the turkey is at the right temperature, 
leave it for about 30 minutes before you carve it because that'll let the juices resettle back into it and it makes carving it easier and it makes it really moist and um because there's nothing worse than dry turkey okay so if you don't have um if you don't have an, a probe um you do the skewer test so you put a, um, a skewer into the usually the top the thigh of the turkey or if you're just cooking the turkey crown put it into the kind of thickest part of the breast and see do the juices run clear and if the juices run clear the turkey is cooked um, so as I said, rest it for 30 minutes. With the ham, I would, um, as I said, cook it a couple of days in advance. Um, soak the gammon in cold water and then drain it. Um, again, and weigh it and calculate it. It's the same cooking time. It's 20 minutes per pound and 20 minutes over. Um, put it in a pan of water and bring it to the boil and a kind of a scum will rise to the top and just take that off and add onion, celery and thyme. And that just adds a little bit more flavour to the ham. So when the ham, <coughs> excuse me, is done, uh, you preheat your oven and peel away the top fat layer and just leave a kind of um, a thin layer of fat and you score the fat with a sharp knife and you can put a topping on. Now the one, the topping that I would use um, up in runner bean would, because we cook all, um, all our own hams, is that I'd put a bit of honey and sugar on it, a bit of local honey. There's some really nice honey actually out in Lockmore at the moment. Um, Lockmore seems to have everything at the moment. But um, so a bit of sugar and cloves, if you score it and put some cloves into it, pop it into the oven for about an hour and the, it will be absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Um, what are the best signs? Stuffing, anyway, can come in a couple of forms. So you can do a potato stuffing, which is a really old kind of traditional stuffing. Normally be served with turkey and veg. Then you can do a range of veg. And like I would always say, try and eat the rainbow. So as keep it as colourful as possible. Like we, all, we have a tendency just to stick to green, but I'd always include red cabbage on Christmas Day, a braised red cabbage. And um, there's some really nice recipes of that around. Um, Nevin McGuire has a lovely recipe for it. Um, Rachel Allen has a lovely recipe for it. Um, and it's a really vibrant colour on the plate. And it's really, really tasty. Uh, the traditional Brussels sprouts with some ham and onions chopped into it. Um, Brussels sprouts get a bad old wrap, but they're actually can be very tasty. Um, then another, to add another little bit of colour, mixed veg, like a carrots and parsnip and turnip kind of a mash, um, you know, a nice vibrant orange. Um, one of the older sides that you don't see an awful lot anymore, but we actually always have it, is um, celery with some white sauce. So it's a different one, um, but it's, ta it's, it's tasty. Uh, then potatoes, sure, look, you can have any amount of potatoes. Um, ro roasties, a garlic potato, mashed potato. You'd be like the unbelievers now, you can have every sort of a potato going, but um, and the garlic and the mash are kind of, I suppose, the three main ones. What party would you suggest? Well, I would always go with a big cheese board. And, um, like, we have such gorgeous cheeses um, in Tipperary. Um, I would, um, I'd make a huge big cheese board of, of the local cheeses, like the Coolinis and the, the Cashel Blues and then make some dips to go with them. Um, um, I make a lot of, and we sell an awful lot of the shop of um, red onion marmalade 
and chicken liver patty and people buy them specifically for cheese boards and um you can add you know you can make some really nice dips as well like a garlic dip or a sour cream and chive dip and then you can add like chips and dips to that so plenty of nachos homemade salsa um, and then of course you, you can't forget your turkey and ham sandwiches you have to have it's traditional that you'd have your turkey and ham sandwiches um, in the evening as well. Um, but, you know, you can do, if you're having friends over, like I know, again, we're kind of restricted again this year, but you could do kind of like mini burgers, uh, sloppy joes, that sort of thing as well. Uh, what can be done with the leftovers? There's the kind of more traditional ones would be a turkey curry. I'm actually not mad about turkey curry myself. I just, I just not, I just don't like it. Um, but I think, uh, you know, a turkey and ham pie with a puff pastry um, layer, you know, you can just make very easy, make a white kind of a bechamel sauce with a basic roux and add your turkey and ham to it. Plenty of onions, plenty of garlic and top with um, puff pastry. You'll buy puff pastry in any of the um, supermarkets or you could even make a puff pastry slice by making, using that mixture and kind of, and making it into a triangle and just cooking it like a pasty <coughs> that we made last year at home was a really nice um, a turkey quesadilla. So the quesadillas are really easy to make. So you just get um, a wrap, you add your turkey and, and whatever you want to add, like um, red onion, um, cheese, peppers, you know, whatever you have really. Pop another, heat up a pan, pop pop the, the first wrap on it, pop another wrap on top of it and let it let it cook so the cheese melts. And then this, the tricky bit, but if you uh, use a fish slice, you'll be fine. Just flip it over and cook it on the other side. And you can just, um, if you cut it then with a pizza cutter, kind of cuts like a pizza. So th there's plenty, you know, there's plenty to share as well. And it just serve it with a nice little side salad. Um, then a nice recipe I saw was uh, turkey falafel. So falafel traditionally would be made with just chickpeas, but this is made with half chickpeas and half turkey. And you can put, pop it into the food processor with a couple of, you know, with a bit of seasoning. And um, the processor will blitz it up for you and you make it into small little patties. And then you just fry them off, very small bit of oil, and fry them off. And you can pop them into a pit with a bit of red cabbage or you can make a bit of homemade coleslaw or... Um, you know, kind of trying to get try and get some veggies in anyway over the over the festivities, um, and then the last one would be a kind of a turkey sloppy joe. So you could actually do this in your if you have a slow cooker. Pop in some, put in your turkey, kind of shred it, um, pop in some um, barbecue sauce, and um, put in the slow cooker for a while. Put it on high because the the turkey is cooked already. And so it doesn't need too long. So maybe in, in about if, if you wanted to go into town, you could pop it in and leave it in for a couple of hours. When you come out, then it'll all kind of have caramelized and um, serve it with some cold slaw in a burger bun. And they're just kind of little different ones just to be trying to get away from the traditional kind of curries and stuff. So, um, all right. Um, well, at the moment we're doing um, like the the our chicken liver pate, which is uh, it's a, we've won a couple of awards for that, um, and our red onion marmalade would be our two best sellers. 
Uh, we also, last year, and we're doing some for this year as well, is the cranberry and bacon jam, which is kind of different, but it went down really well last year. People really liked it. Um, <clears throat> then after that, it's kind of desserts and um, we do a nice, sorry, we do a nice tomato relish as well. Um, so, and then like desserts and cheese boards and yeah, it's all very busy at the moment, which is great. Um, loads of, um, we try and keep the cheese boards as local as possible, as I mentioned about Coolini and Cashel Blue and that. So we try and source as much ingredients locally. And uh, when we're doing the cheese boards or platters or that, uh, we put as much local produce into it as possible. Louise, thanks so much for joining us today. I can't wait to try some of your tasty leftover dishes. <laughs> Good. Thanks a million. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be asked back to my old school and uh, have a really nice Christmas. Thank you. Thank you.